Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning, Patrick, and happy Juneteenth. Morning, Jeff. Happy Juneteenth to you. Oh, man. What is happening? What is going on? What is new? Um, I'm off today. <laughs> hey, yo. So, yeah, got got word of that Saturday. So I was like, cool, because we went the whole week, didn't know yeah. if we had to work or not, and then got an email saying we're not required to work. So I'm like, cool. <laughs> that works. Um, yeah, the weekend, Saturday spent mostly in the house on delivery duty. <laughs> When things get uh, delivered. Um, yep. And as I mentioned, they had a generator delivered that was heavy. <laughs> Ended up having to use um, just sliding and scooting and angling it to the porch to get it in. And it took a minute. I got a good, my man. I worked some muscles I hadn't worked in a while. I felt it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but yeah, got it in there. And um, yeah, that was my day. <laughs> Pretty much, and by the time everything got there and everybody got back home, I just didn't feel like going anywhere, so I stayed. I wouldn't either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I wouldn't either. Oh and then, gosh. you know, yesterday being Father's Day, um, my mom's yep. sister took me and uh, my mom's boyfriend Ernest. We went to Chili's for Father's Day. Okay. So, so it was yeah, cool. buddy. Went out to uh, Franklin. <clears throat> okay. To cool yeah. Springs. Yeah. So. Um, Luckily, with a lot of people, so it started coming in. We got there maybe about four thirty ish, and so it wasn't too many people there. And by the time we were leaving, there was a lot of folks coming in. So had a good, good meal, <laughs> and right, just quality time. Which, what's your go-to at Chili's? Usually, yeah. I get the honey chipotle chicken crispers, or I do the okay. the trio where you get that plus the the Southwest. Spring rolls, egg rolls, egg, yes. yep. and then the um, oh those um, the burgers, little mini burgers. I forgot what they're called. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, this, but today I got, but yesterday I got the um, smokehouse combo with okay half rack of ribs, a little spicy jalapeno sausage, um, half order of brisket quesadillas. Then it came with um, French fries and corn on the cob. So it was pretty good. Okay, nice. It was a lot. It was a lot. The only thing I had that day was some nachos from the movies and then maybe like one sandwich. You know, and that was like early. And so by that time I was hungry. I ate just about everything. I had maybe like a little bit of the corn left, but that's all with enough to just <laughs> take it home. So it's like, <laughs> ah, well. And then we left that's right all. as it started to rain. It was starting to rain out there, but not heavy. So we got finished just mm-hmm. in time. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was. That's like seriously my favorite thing at Chili's. I honestly don't even care if I get anything else to actually eat. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, Southwest egg rolls are like my jam. Yeah, I love them so much. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, definitely a must. My wife already knows. Like Ruth already knows. Just she's like, do you want anything else? I'm like, well, if you have to ask that. Do you just, really have to ask that? Yeah, just double up the egg rolls. <laughs> yeah. Is that all you're having? No. But still, at the same time, it's uh, definitely something that's, you know, a requirement. 
We might, and if anybody else wants any, then yeah, we might need two orders. Yeah. Because didn't didn't Chili's once upon a time have sweet potato fries? I feel like that was a thing. Yeah, I thought I think it's not true. I used to be my I used to get the egg rolls, the chicken crispers, and then sweet potato mm-hmm. fries, sweet, sweet potato fries. Yeah. and no more. <laughs> that Damn. that was my that was it. <laughs> Messed me That's up. Sad. It yep. is because they were good. Yes, I agree. Um, yeah, uh, not much for us. I, of course, work Saturday, and then Saturday was the one day I didn't go to a movie or watch a movie. <laughs> uh, I, I told Grayson when we went to go see Elemental on Sunday that it was the um, the third time I've been to the movie that week in a theater. And usually I average that a month. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, yeah. usually three out of maybe three out of four weeks I go to the movies, you know, for a month. Yeah. And one week I usually just double up on streaming or something or renting, rent, renting. That sounds about the most Tennessee I've ever said. I, I usually <laughs> renting. Um, yeah, I usually <clears throat> will rent something from iTunes or Redbox and so she's like, wow. So, yeah. Easy uh, week. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just is what it is. But, yeah, it was like in a week, and I was exhausted. Like, I was like, I've been staying up too late <laughs> these past few days. Yeah. And so for us to go to an early show made me feel better. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, it was her second movie in a week. I mean, she just saw one less in theaters. Right. So Almost, but, almost matched numbers. Almost. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah all in all it was good week good father's day um we just i mean i went and got my dutch bros in the morning got my father's day sticker mm-hmm. and came back chilled till everybody else got up and then uh you know i got the uh they got me the uh tom hanks tom hanks's new book mm-hmm. about working in movies and kind of giving you it gives you like behind the scenes stories and for people that like want to learn more about movies but not actually go to film school it's a yeah. good way to do it um it's and it's like thick with two c's not quite three c's but it's thick with two c's uh it's 365 pages wow yeah <laughs> so i'm very excited for it um i like hearing i like getting the you know reading about filmmaking and you know just stories from people in the business and especially people like him that have been around for you know four decades five decades four almost five decades and has a a wide yeah i mean technically 80s 90s aughts 80s 90s aughts and yeah i guess the well even the aught teens and then the aught 20s so yeah five yeah (laughs) it's five decades now i'm putting that work (laughs) yes um and so it's you know it's it's you know and he's america's dad you know so it's just, yeah it'll get it'll be uh some great uh anecdotes and everything else so very much looking forward to it like he's not my favorite actor but i love watching him in movies we'll just say that yeah like there's some movies like I, it's not like oh my god tom hanks has a, has a new movie awesome i'm there opening it no there's a lot of his i haven't even seen because just the i'm not saying i don't think he's gonna be great it's just the stories just don't interest me. Yeah. 
Like a man called Otto, I have not watched because it just I I may eventually, but it's just not one the terminal I never watched. Uh was a Greyhound that's on, you know, Apple TV Plus. Like the first movie they released you on their seen that service. Yep, see, haven't seen it. And there's some others that it's not it's not that I think he's bad in it, because that's gonna not be the case ever. Uh, yeah. it's just the stories just do not interest me which is that's fine too but everything i watch him in is just gold so yeah i'll fight somebody on that (laughs) um no but yeah it's uh but still it'll be great just like i don't love quentin tarantino's movies but i have his book because he is very smart and he's very well educated in as far as film and uh very knowledgeable about film history so i've would you know that's why I have his book because I want to eventually get to that one too. Basically, I just have st- stacks of books to read. And yeah. I just it's like a collecting thing almost. Of this, like I'm going to get to it as soon as I got. I have like three books and I'm halfway through. <laughs> yeah, to, that's kind of how I'm with books. Yeah. I have so many yeah. and I just keep adding. But get to it eventually. <laughs> yep. So none of and none of uh, none of these books have ever been boring. It's just yeah, you know, squirrel, squirrel brain. Yeah, <laughs> just a new shiny book. Ooh, let me start reading that one. Ooh, shiny. Yeah, I'm halfway through. Ooh, new shiny book. Ooh, let me start. Yeah, what? And I have bookmarks in every single one of them. <laughs> so I'll get back to it yeah. when I can. Get exactly. the new shiny thing. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. So. But yeah, uh, and then you know, York's you know in Canada with his mom, and they have let's see, they've seen they saw a Formula One race uh, yesterday. So I got videos and pictures all day from that, which was awesome. And, uh, you know, it got me thinking top three favorite racing movies. Like, okay, my top three days of thunder. Cause yeah, always will be, um, rush with Hemsworth and, uh, with Thor and, uh, Baron Zemo. Yeah. Daniel Brule. That's actually the first movie I ever saw Daniel Brule in, at least an American one. That's a Ron Howard movie, too. And I didn't see it in theater, and I've always kicked myself for not seeing it in theater because I rented it, and I loved it. The uh, racing scenes are amazing, uh, the way they're shot and everything. Yeah. Very well put together. And, uh, oh, Ford versus Ferrari, another great racing movie. Yeah. I did like that one. Yeah. Surprisingly, like I was surprised how much I enjoyed it and was like, oh, York would like this. We need to watch this. And I still think that <laughs> we just haven't got around to it. Yeah. But those are my top three racing ones. I, as much of as much of a uh, Paul Newman fan as I am, I still have not seen Grand Prix from 1970, whatever, four. I even been a late 60s one, really. But yeah, and Paul Newman's always been huge into racing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah. Even did like the celebrity racing circuit for there for the longest time. That's also one of the reasons why he voiced the uh, the sheriff in Cars. A little tidbit. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah. Anyways, they're having a great time. They also saw the Cure and they played for two and a half, two hours thirty five minutes. I think is what they said. I was like, wow. I told York, uh, do not have expectations for that for when you and I go see Blink-182. 
I said Blink-182 could play their entire discography and it will not take two hours and 30 minutes. <laughs> just because they're, sh- I mean, it's true. Their sh- songs are short. It's not yeah. going to last you two and a half hours. I mean, they do like to banter, banter a lot, so that might help fill a lot of the void. But, I mean, their songs are short, so it's, yeah, it's different. Like two was good. Not song. to have songs drag. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, I mean... I mean, obviously, the different styles of music, too, songs are going to be longer. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I kind of, I, you know, got it. I had a nice chuckle about that. New York, so did York. But, yeah, it's they're they're having a great time out there in Canada. So I'm happy for them. So uh, other than that, I think that's it. We've just, you know, been going through hitting the movies and whatnot. So Speaking of which, uh, trailers. Uh, I don't know if you caught any of it. York is actually the one that sent me the link to it. Apparently, Netflix had some big, I don't know, uh, it was on their YouTube channel. It was like a live streaming thing of all these upcoming projects, and they're showing trailers. It's basically their, Netflix did their own uh, Comic-Con. Okay. <laughs> basically, their Hall, they had a Hall H, except it was in Brazil. Gee, I wonder why it was in Brazil. Oh, yeah, probably now's not a good time to be trying to do something like that in the United States, especially in California or even New York, because there's a writer's strike, not only because of Netflix, but but definitely significantly significantly because of Netflix. Uh, So with a writer's strike and uh, and now the Screen Actors Guild on strike as well, it is a, uh, it, it, it's poor poor choice uh, of you know venue to have yeah. it here in the states. So so they had it overseas. They had it in Brazil. Uh, they showed a lot of trailers and things for people to be excited about as far as new content coming out. A lot of TV shows, um, you know, Stranger Things season five, yeah. Wednesday season two. Uh, the one I think York and I are probably most excited. Well, York more than me, but I am for him. So the One Piece uh, series, yes, that's which awesome. actually so that. that yeah, and I I posted a lot of these trailers on our on our Facebook group page. They uh, so there's a lot of so that trailer which looks really good and fairly you know close to the anime as much as one can, yeah, and the manga, but also there's a couple other shows coming out that look pretty cool. Um, I forgot them off the top of my head, uh, but also Gal Gadot has a new movie coming or coming to Netflix. That is a spy movie with uh, Jamie Dornan, AKA Christian gray. And it looks the trailer, which like to show a lot of the movie in it. Um, yeah. At least a lot of the action scenes in it. Looks like an okay spy movie, but it looks like a by the numbers spy movie. Mm-hmm. I would, I, hopefully I'm wrong, but from what the trailer is showing, it's a by the numbers spy movie. And I don't know what's going on with Gal Gadot's hair, but it's not a, it's, it's a look. It's, it's not working. Is no, uh, at least, just all those hair, like the bangs or almost bangs, whatever. I don't know what's going on. It's it's not a look for her, but not recommended. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Maybe others like it. 
Uh, anyways, her movie Heart of Stone coming out, I think, end of the month or in mm-hmm. July. It's coming out pretty soon for something that for something the trailer just got dropped for. Uh, yeah, it's PG-13, two hours, two minutes, comes out August 11th. I knew it was coming out soon. Visually, it looks good, but, yeah. you know, it has this story to go with it. That'd be great. Oh, Three Body Problem was another one of the shows. Fateful decision in the 1960s China echoes across space and time to a group of scientists in the present, forcing them to face hum- uh, humanity's greatest threat. So, yeah, that was that actually looks really intense. Next is Nimona, which is a, a graphic novel adaptation, apparently. When a knight in a futuristic medieval world, that sounds futuristic medieval. All right. World is framed for a crime he didn't commit. The only one who can help him prove his innocence is Nimona. A mischievous teen who happens to be a shape-shifting creature he's sworn to destroy. Also, it is an animated film. So that is coming June 30th. So animation looks good. So I'll, you know, I'll definitely watch it. Yeah. And then all the light we cannot see, which is a mini series, coming to Netflix. The story of Marie L- Marie Loray. L- a blind French teenager in Werner, a German soldier whose paths collide in occupied France as both try to survive the devastation of World War II. And that's expected November 2nd. Oh, yep. And then lastly, uh, this horror movie right up your alley, Cobweb. Horror strikes when an eight-year-old boy named Peter tries to investigate the mysterious knocking noises that are coming from inside the walls of his house and a dark secret that his sinister parents kept hidden from him. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. The sounds are coming from inside. So <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that's what we have. Trailer wise. Yep, yep. All right, my friend. Are we ready? I guess about as ready as we're going to be. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll let you kick off our one of two feature presentations for this episode. So, the <clears throat> first movie that we both actually checked out at the same time. Which is, Literally, we went to the movies together. Yeah. We went the second time. Second time. In 202 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> it's those rare moments. Yep. And we didn't even take a picture. <laughs> Not we did the last time. Yep. Yep, we did, but that's fine. And that's, um, how we, and that's how we have our cover photo. Yeah. <laughs> right. For the podcast. Um, so we checked out The Blackening, which uh, release date is June 16th, but we called it early access on Wednesday. Yeah, we did. And a uh, runtime of an hour and 36 minutes, directed by Tim Story. I'll be honest, when I saw the name, I got a little concerned because <laughs> not everything has been, <laughs> you know. So I did not know who that was until I started checking out his filmography. Mm-hmm. He's the one that, for those that don't know, he's the one that is responsible for both Fantastic Four movies. Yep. 
Um, however, he's also responsible for barbershop. Yep. So, so I mean, it's kind of like it, which it, which which Tim story are we getting? That's what that's basically my question. That was my question. Well, and which here's the thing though, it's I think it's not as much that as it is which Tim story is is the studio allowing him to be yeah is that a better i think that's a better way to kind of word that um but to kind of give people an idea he also directed the tom and jerry animated or live action animated yeah he also directed the 2019 shaft as well as all pretty much all of kevin hart's stand-up or at least at least three or more both ride-along movies think like a man two t-o-o as mm-hmm. well as Think Like a Man. Uh, yeah, both Fantastic Four movies with Taxi. Oof. And yeah, uh, Tifa and Jimmy. Yeah. That one? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. The okay. only one. Yeah. yeah. And of course, Barbershop. So, and then a crap ton of music videos. Yeah. So. All right. So, yeah, so, I, so, I, so, yeah. so I was like, I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, so I went in, you know, a lot of my expectations just. Based on that. And then this movie started off as like a four minute, 22 second skit that started, that was like floating around uh, Facebook. And um, so another concern coming in is this, is this four minute skit going to be funnier than an hour and 38 minute movie? Which so he, like, which he brought up to me while we were sitting there and I'm chowing down my popcorn. I'm like, dude, I'm just worried about whether or not I should actually be here to watch this movie. <laughs> For for a couple of reasons, one, I'm one of two white guys in this theater. Yeah. <laughs> two. Yeah, you were the one of three. There's one in front one of three. us and one in the back. One in the back that that both that actually was the only other person that waited till the end of the credits. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. Uh, and then I'm like, is this gonna be one? Like, I don't really know much about this movie. Other, like, I barely barely remember the trailer, but mm-hmm. knew I was kind of somewhat interested. I'm like, is this gonna be one that's gonna be super gory, and I'm not gonna. And I'm going to be like, yeah, this isn't even for me. <laughs> like, why am I here? Yeah. But I was like, oh, you're going? Hey, I actually can go. We should go together for a change. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I, I had other ex- I had other concerns that were not that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah. So this movie stars uh, Grace Byers as Allison. Jermaine Fowler as Clifton. Uh, Melvin Gregg as King. Ex- it's either X Mayo or X Mayo as Shanika. Dwayne Perkins as Dwayne, uh, Antoinette Ro- Robertson as Lisa, uh, Sinqua Walls as Namdi, Jay Farrow as Sean, uh, Yvonne Orgy as Morgan, Dietrich Bader as Officer White, and James Preston Rogers, Camden Connor. That's that's Park Ranger B. White. <laughs> Park Ranger B. White. <laughs> B. Period White is on his name tag. Yeah. <laughs> Ranger White. Um. So basically this is about seven black friends go away for the weekend and end up trapped in a cabin with a killer who has a vendetta. Will their street smarts and knowledge of horror movies help them stay alive? Eh, probably not. Yeah. Um, like the tagline says, uh, we all can't die <laughs> first. But um, it kind of starts off with a code open with um, Yvonne and Jay Farrow. And you kind of know what the, as this is going, like, yeah, they're probably, they even have a self-aware moment because they're playing the game. And one of the so basically they're getting things set up for their friends to arrive and they're checking out the house and they go into this room, game room. And on the table, go ahead. I was just going to say they're setting them up 
because it's a party in the ca- not even a cabin. It's just a house in the woods. Yeah. Like a really nice like Airbnb house because they're ha- going to have the, it's not only a reunion, but it's also a Juneteenth celebration, too. Yeah. And it reminded so, me of another movie. I just can't think of the name where it's a similar setup. We have friends who haven't seen each other in a while mm-hmm. coming together trying to celebrate. But just the name of it. I talked about it on here. I just cannot yeah. think of the Kevin name. Kevin in the Woods? No. Uh, no, okay. it, was similar where Kevin it, was, it was kind of similar where you had black friends get together. Oh, okay. And then some crazy stuff happened. I just cannot yeah. remember the name. Okay. Um, but um, so I end up in the game room. And on the table, there's a box of a game called The Blackening. And so the bottom line is when they take the box off, there is a blackface character on on on, on there and starts talking basically saying they got to play the game or else they're going to die and they start going off questions one of the questions was um you know normally in horror movies black people die first and so who what is the name of a movie where black person actually survived and they had a nerve to say was a scream two um yes yeah, scream two Pinkett and omar i'm like no they literally die first <laughs> i'm looking i looked right over at patrick i go what the hell are they talking about? Literally, they could have gone with Get Out. There's like yeah. two people legit in Get Out. Daniel Colia and Little Rao Howery. Literally. Exactly. <laughs> that's a, that's a, what the fuck? I, I was like, I wanted... I, even I was like... Even I was yelling. Yeah. <laughs> but Yvonne Morgan points out, well, well, you know, they're high-paid actors, so they probably couldn't afford them for the whole movie, so they killed them all first. Then they both look at the camera kind of have like a little fourth <laughs> wall break and like, yeah, yeah, we know it's going to happen to y'all <laughs> yeah. kind of deal. Um, so anyway, they're one of them dies first. One of them gets captured. And then we fast forward to the friends arriving and they arrive separately. And we see that they haven't really been around each other a long time. Um, so the one car you have, is it Namdi, Allison and or Dwayne? And so, no, no, it's Dwayne. Shit, I don't forget. It's, it's Dwayne, Allison, and I think Lisa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So they're arriving. They're just, you know, kind of getting hyped up, ready to go. And they start having this um, conversation about who I was going to be there because Dwayne's not, you know, he's kind of like, as long as, as long as somebody's not there, we're going to be fine. Yeah. But then Allison and Lisa kind of have their their telepathic speak happen where they just give each other facial expressions, but they know what each other's saying. Um, And then you have Shanika who stops off in the store to get some, some, uh, some drink, some bubbly. Yeah. And she runs into Clifton. And so he's trying to get gas because he ran out of gas, but he has no money because his car doesn't work. (laughs) So she helps him out. By mind, they all get to this cabin and the one person that, Shouldn't be there is there who's Namdi played by Cinco Walls. Yep. And the issue there is him and Allison. I mean, him and um, yeah, him and Allison used to date and he wasn't exactly faithful. And so, you know, he hurt her. He broke her heart. And he's not he's not really the most popular person right now. Right. Yeah. But, but unbeknownst to them, they, they've kind of reconnected and whatnot. And but while they're getting settled in, lights go out. And they end up finding, you know, of course, they use the buddy system. I thought they was going to separate then, but they try to find the the um, power box. But they end up in that same basement and they find this game, the blackening and start playing. And then 
they discover that Morgan is trapped. So if they don't play the game, that she dies. And so they got to go through answering all the questions. Pretty much like Morgan in, um, <clears throat> pretty much like earlier what we saw in the open. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, they're going through all the different questions, getting them all right. Like the, what was the, what was the song? Um, uh, there's a song where everybody knows the first verse, but nobody knows the second verse. Right. But I'm like, I don't know any of the song. Cause right. Friend would have been pretty much dead at that point. Yeah. Um, but you know, you kind of see that their friendship was, was great because yeah, it was uh, the black national anthem. Yes, yeah, got the name. Everybody the song. knows the first yeah. verse. Everybody yeah. knows the first verse, but not the second verse. Yeah. And then <clears throat> Lisa starts singing the song, and yeah. you know, surprising everybody, like, "Wow, all right." <laughs> so, yeah. so that was a cool moment. But um, but then like the scene from the skit kind of plays out where they have a killer. You know, the killer is basically saying, "Look." If y'all want to survive, you got to sacrifice the blackest person amongst you all. And so they pretty much start sacrificing each other, like going back and forth, like, well, we should sacrifice you because you say the N-word too much or, you know, just different things. And then Clifton is like, you know, he bloated for Trump twice. (laughs) And so. Right. And so even though they move past that, they're like, nah, you got to (laughs) go. You got to go for that. And so they send him out. And up until this point, he's the only one that actually gets hurt. Now, you know, mind take, you, Clifton is like a caricature of Urkel. Like he's like, kind of like, reminds me of Norbit if too. If you've yes, seen Norbit, like a cross of, between. He's legit the cross between Norbit and Urkel. Um, yeah, like same family, just different cousins. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. yeah, definitely on the same bloodline. Yeah, but you know, but through the course of this, you're seeing that their friendship is not as strong as it was. They have a lot of issues amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of confronting being able to stay together to survive this because, you know, if not, everybody's going to die. Um, the, the comedy in this is awesome. Like when it first started, I wasn't yeah. sure, you know, I wasn't sure about how the comedy was going to land. But I mean, I felt like they did play it safe to a certain degree yeah. with the jokes because I guess they didn't want to be too offensive because the world is so sensitive now. But yeah. but the, the um, I laughed more than I thought I was going to laugh. Dude, you know. I was I I didn't realize how funny this movie was going to be until yeah. we until like that first twenty minutes and I'm like oh my god I'm rolling on this mm-hmm. like I'm just I'm laughing my ass off it's like it's like oh okay it's going to be one of those kind of horror movies yeah it's kind of like right. a horror parody thriller type type yeah movie. I mean it's it's a straight up satire and it's it it, it works on so many different levels because not only is the writing very clever I mean it's mm-hmm. very and it's tight. It's done very well. It's not. They don't linger too long on a joke. No, it's like they they, they, just, they hit the punchline and yeah. move on. It's not yeah. a lot of dead. You know how you have those moments yeah, where something dead. happens and it's like, okay, here's, Mel, here's the joke. Well, it's it's a Mel Brooks movie. I mean, I love Mel Brooks movies, but mm-hmm. there are there are a lot of times that they just like to kind of hold on a joke. Yeah, especially if you go back and rewatch them now. Like back in the eighties, I mean, it, was, it just is what I mean. That's just how you. But if you look back, rewatch some of those Mel Brooks movies, there's a lot of times they kind of just linger. They just kind of hold that joke, especially like high anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spaceballs, maybe not as much, but uh, like high anxiety and minutes, a couple of those. Uh, then, you know, they just kind of stick with it instead of just go ahead and cut to move on to the next thing. Yeah. And keep moving. Now, I know 
a lot of that was not really to hold on the joke just because, hey, you, if you're not laughing, you should be. It's holding on it because when to be sh- we don't want you to miss the next joke. And I get that. But yeah. some, but if you rewatch it like at home, it, it's it's a little bit harder. To, I don't want to say harder to watch, but it's it's a little more distracting. We'll just say on the repeat yeah. of you. That's all. Yeah. And then on this, I kind of got the relationship switched. It was Lisa and Namdi that were okay. a couple that yep. broke up and became friends and started, but they kind of kept things on the low. But um, but yeah, I was just overall, and, ah, I enjoyed it very much. Oh, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. I'm definitely gonna get it. And they, like they, they, and they may or may not have set up for a sequel, possibly. I hope could probably, probably, could. probably. Yeah, it could. Yeah. There's um, no reason for it not to, because there's no reason for it to have already not already. There's no reason for it to have not already made back its money, right? Because it, it's a low budget movie, and it's yeah. horror movies yeah. don't usually so, cost much. It's one location. Yeah. They have like a few off, you know, when they're driving, and then the convenience store. Then mm-hmm. once they get to the house, they're pretty much there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, and um, but yeah, f- I, this might have been just an early access thing for yeah. staying after, right? Yes. I don't know if it, I don't know if there's anything extra once you get past that early access date, right? But they pretty much played a game show with questions to see how what your black knowledge is, basically. Yes, and that was like hilarious. <laughs> oh, it, oh my god, yes, especially for one specific question. <laughs> I'm like, how did you not get it? I get that <laughs> if I get it and you don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I'm blacker than you. I'm just saying, I'm just, just saying, you should just, know it. You should certain know. knowledge. Just hmm. should just already know. Yeah. Even if you don't know, you should know. <laughs> True story. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. So okay. if you if you have plans on watching this, it's definitely worth Wait, checking out. Yeah. And if you don't have plans on watching this, you should watch it anyways. Yeah. Because <laughs> seriously, we have not had a whole lot of comedies come out. No. I mean, and comedies are so I, I feel like comedies, at least as far as movies, are a lot, at least good ones, are a lot harder to make now like than they were, say, like the 80s and even in the early 90s, even early odds if we want to go that far. But they've just become more scarce. They're more accessible, like on your streaming services, and they just kind of go straight to that, which, you know, it's that's fine because it it's cheaper and you can put it out there and all that, but it takes away from seeing it in the theater surrounded by a bunch of people laughing at the same stuff. Yeah. And one of my favorite experiences was the fact, I mean, if I would have watched this at home, I still would have laughed and I still would have enjoyed it, but I would have gotten the extra commentary. That was, <laughs> that right. was we had, a, we had a, it wasn't a lot of people oh. there, but we got a good group where, it helped, the, people, it helped yes, the experience it a lot. Definitely enhanced it. Yes, it uh, that's, that's the word. Enhanced it. Yeah. Because they were all yelling at <laughs> yelling at the screen too. Mm-hmm. Like, how and do this you is not the perfect get, movie for that? What? Yeah, it's like what? How do you yeah. not? <laughs> then you start laughing because they came, you know, out of disbelief. Yeah. And just a lot of the uh, violence in in this movie is comedic violence. If right, you know, nothing over the top. Very humor. Uh, very uh, dark humor in that it's you know it's just it's just funny it's like just and you know because it people are getting shot with crossbows like what's yeah. all right Daryl Dixon <laughs> yep exactly I was like dang so I was trying to remember the name of the movie that I watched so it was Fear that I talked about earlier this okay. year where it had a similar setup where you had mm-hmm. um, celebration of friends getting back together and then 
lot of crazy stuff happens. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I, uh, everybody should see this because it is ex- beautifully executed. You think you're going to go and watch in one thing and it, it's just, you just end up having an amazing time, like just all around. And the cast has no, great I, chemistry. Hey, no lie stuff. That was the other thing. I was like, oh my God, we start watching this. I'm like, and the first person, you know, gets hit with an arrow. And I'm like, someone's going to get hit in the eye. I'm <laughs> so mad about this. Right. And it's like, this is the one downfall of the two of us going to see a movie like this together. I don't have you to tell me ahead of time. <laughs> True. Because I don't know <laughs> I either. Like, exactly. That's kind of like Grayson going, is, is this movie almost over? I'm like, and I'm, I have to say every time, I don't know. This is my first time seeing it, too. <laughs> yes. That was our two movies this week. <laughs> but um, what time I, is it? Is it almost over? I'm like, don't know. My, I didn't make the movie. I don't know. Right. My my spidey senses aren't telling me anything. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you it's this long, but I didn't check to see what time the movie actually started versus what time the previews and commercials started. Right. Because <laughs> the movie is this long, uh, I'm not sure how long the trailers and commercials are. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, I'll just, but another thing, the cast, they had great chemistry playing well off of each oh, other. Very um, well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a fun movie. You yes. know, good yeah. good mix of everything. Comedy, horror, just just a lot of silliness. But yep. well executed. Exactly. Pleasant, pleasantly surprised and happy yeah. that the the skit, while it's good on its own, it expanded it to a full fi- yes. full feature length film worked out yes. as well. Say that three times real fast. No. <laughs> first time is it. <laughs> oh, wait, but add flash with it. <laughs> feature length film flash. Yeah. Flash full length feature. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah. No, I think thank you. <laughs> uh, and also the person that played Dwayne is also the, one of the co-writers of yeah. the movie as well. So, yeah. Obviously, and his first name is Dwayne, so I can see he really stretched. <laughs> He's like, I'm not it's like, I'm just, yeah, I'm not going to, yeah. Because if I hear someone else's name, I'm going to, I'm not going to think they're talking to me. <laughs> that might be exactly how it happened. Say <laughs> like, no. Oh, oh goodness. <clears throat> uh, so that was our Wednesday. I mean, we felt so special seeing it earlier, at least, which was great. The only problem was uh, we couldn't talk about it with anybody. <laughs> no. Because it had to come out. So, me talking about it with like say coworkers consisted of me just saying, um, wow, this movie was really good. This is kind of what it's about. Oh yeah. You can't see it just yet. It'll be out Friday. And, but you should definitely watch it on Friday whenever it comes out. <laughs> so that, that, that was like the extent of that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was such a blast. So now with, uh, our next feature length presentation, that we saw that both of us saw Thursday, but separately. Yeah. And I actually saw a movie before you did. You did. <laughs> so I had to be the one I was supposed to be the responsible party to let the other know whether or not to stay for the credits or not. Did I actually remember this time? Can't remember. Yeah, you did. You, oh, sweet. No. All right. I'm already getting better. <laughs> Progress. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we saw the, Somewhat anticipated movie, I guess, depending on who you are, would depend on how anticipated. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Will depend on how anticipated you are for this movie. So, 
the possibly anticipated movie. <laughs> uh, we saw the flash or as I call it, the new Batman movie featuring the flash. Um, yeah. It's a longer title, but so I get why they just went with the flash. Yeah. Save that money. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, rated PG 13, two hours, 24 minutes. Cause it thinks it's a Marvel movie trying to get that in game runtime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Barry Allen uses his superpowers, his super speed to change the past, but his attempt to save his family creates a world without superheroes, forcing him to race for his life in order to save the future. So this movie has been in, was announced in 2014. Wow. I didn't realize it's been that long ago. <laughs> wow. The entire time it was in development spanned the entire nine seasons of the TV show, The Flash. I don't know oh. if that was done on purpose. <laughs> Something tells me probably not. It's just uh, how it worked out. <laughs> yeah. So there's been no uh, there's been no big surprise that Ezra Miller's not my Flash. Like I just from the time I saw him in Justice League, I just I cannot the what's the word neurotic behavior like just it's almost like of, um jesse eisenberg's lex luther it's almost kind of like in yes. the same area yeah yeah they like they both <laughs> yeah yeah have superpowers just not those kind of superpowers <laughs> anyways uh so i have not been looking forward to really seeing a feature length of what i saw in justice league i prefer great Gustin's flash hell i prefer john wesley ship's uh, Flash, for those who are old enough to remember the 1990 series, or have seen it, you know, I actually have it on DVD because I was like, that, Sweet, that was my Paul. first introduction to the Flash. Yeah, not for that show, I wouldn't know anything yep. until recently with the series yep. and all that. Yeah, also starring John Wesleyship as <laughs> the Flash, yeah. uh, Jake, Jerry, Jay Garrick, the Flash, though, the OG Flash, yeah, or like JSA and all that, anyways. Uh, so the only thing that really had me excited was the fact that we're going to get the Batman in this movie. Not only Ben Affleck reprising his role as Bruce Wayne slash Batman from Justice League. This is his fourth, uh, movie that he's played Batman uh, yeah. with that, which makes him the only bat person to play Batman for as many films for, you know, play Batman the most. But also the only one not to have his own solo Batman movie. It's crazy. <laughs> it's wild. Isn't that wild? Isn't that it wild? is. It is. I would. It I, is. I'd still like to get that. <laughs> I'd be cool with that. But yeah. Probably not gonna happen. Right. So in case people are wondering, he played. He did have a very, albeit small, but still was in it. Uh, the original Suicide Squad movie. Mm-hmm. At the beginning there with the Harley Quinn flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, he was in obviously both iterations of Justice League, mm-hmm. uh, and as well as the Flash. And I'm trying to remember what the fourth one, but yeah, he's essentially uh, Batman v Batman. Superman. Oh yeah, the the <laughs> obvious one. Yeah, and then there's the obvious one. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, <laughs> so yeah, so it's interesting, and I was, and so I loved. Uh, Jeff Johns and Andy Kubert did the Flashpoint 
graphic novel like run l eight issue run mm-hmm. of it and it is one of my favorite storylines of the flash in the comics yeah i've like i it was at a time that i really needed something like that as far as um you can't go and change the past you know you need to focus on what's in front of you and you know do take steps to ensure to make things better in the future you know yeah. it's essentially what is the, essentially the message or theme of that graphic you know that of that of flashpoint and you know it's a time that i really needed something like that you know to kind of to kind of hit me because i was focusing on a lot of previous mistakes i'd made in the past and you know kind of dwelling on things that was not productive in my life yeah. at that time yeah and so reading that reading that storyline you know really hit me hard um and really kind of gave me something to kind of think about and then kind of try and take steps to move forward so to speak not at the rate of the flash but you know just yeah small steps to lead to better things and i think that's something that a message anybody can take away you know and so to me this storyline is very important to get right Right. (laughs) and uh apparently so they this is the third iteration of that story you know brought to you know from the pages to this to a screen Mm -hmm. so they did uh season three of the flash tv series is kind of around that kind of storyline um but done you know done differently which was fine then they did the animated movie the flashpoint uh paradox i don't know why they needed to add paradox to it just leave it as it is yeah but they did and it's fine um they took some small liberties and kind of tweaked a few things which is nothing i really had a problem with uh because the main overall theme and story is there uh, and I really enjoyed it. It was great. It's it's a great and because I've gone back and rewatched it uh, since seeing this film, <clears throat> so I could kind of do the and actually read and in anticipation for going to see the movie, I actually reread Flashpoint because okay. I wanted because it'd been a little while, so I'd reread it in one sitting in probably less than an hour. I just flew through it or sped through it. There we go. <laughs> But your speed, your speed I need get, force I need reading. Get, yeah, yeah. I got to get my analogy straight for this movie. Uh, <laughs> and it's still phenomenal story. <clears throat> In the so to kind of set up for us to be able to talk about the movie, let's kind of get the foundation of what the comic story is, so you can so that when we talk about the movie, we could kind of let people know that it is extremely loosely based on this story. There are very few things from the uh, flashpoint storyline that are actually in this movie, which is, that's fine. I don't really care. Because yeah. um, originally I think it was actually going to titled the, you know, basically the flash colon flashpoint. And then they just dropped all that crap off and just put the flash, yeah. which is probably smart considering for your first movie, you probably sh- shouldn't have like a colon after it. And then a title just sure. have it be the, the character. Anyways, so in the comics, Flash, literally, you're just thrust into a story in which Flash wakes up in an alternate, well, I won't say reality, we'll just say 
alternate timeline. He wakes up. Um, he's still working in crime lab, but he's late meeting his mom for a birthday dinner. Mm-hmm. And his mom's alive, you know, for Flash, basically when Flash was a kid, his mom was killed. His dad got framed for the murder, but it turns out it was um, his mom was actually killed by Eobard, Eobard Thon, uh, a.k.a. Reverse Flash, the one that wears the yellow Flash suit, uh, a.k.a. Professor Zoom. This you know, it's multiple nicknames. Um, <clears throat> and he's from the 31st century. Reverse Flash, huge fan of the Flash in the future. So he goes, you know, so he does everything he can to become Flash because he more or less idolizes him just to go back and is the one there's he wants Flash's powers and wants to be the only one to have that. Yay, narcissism. Yeah. Um, so he goes and actually kills Nora's wife or Nora's wife kills uh, Nora West, a.k.a. Barry Allen's uh, not West, Nora Allen, a.k.a. Barry Allen's mom. Boom. Set that in motion, puts Flash on his path. Um, that's why his dad's in prison and all that. Yeah. So uh, basically, something happens and Flash wakes up in a world without superheroes. Well, no, I take it back. Not in a world without superheroes. In a world without a Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman's still a thing, but not the Batman everybody knows. Aquaman and Wonder Woman are at war with each other you know uh, aquaman's flooded half of europe and the amazons have taken over uh parts of england and and you know in preparation to you know uh fight aquaman in this huge battle to you know that's going to wind up possibly destroying the world so you know just small little changes everything's fine we're all good well barry Allen doesn't have his powers He's not the Flash. Okay, but, you know, he prevented his mom's death, so he's no longer the Flash. And there is no Flash in this world, you know, in this timeline. And so he goes back. Uh, he finds he goes to what he believes is Bruce Wayne's residence to try and to try and uh, <clears throat> to try and figure out what's going on. And when he gets there, he realizes it's not Bruce Wayne; it's Thomas Wayne. Bruce Wayne's the one that died in the alley. Okay. So when they first announced, kind of go back to when they first announced this movie, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who played Thomas Wayne in, in Batman V Superman, when he heard they announced Flashpoint, he actually got excited because he thought he was going to be the one playing Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Which, oh my God, can you even imagine how that amazing cool. that would have been? That would have been awesome. Yeah. Anyways, they decided to go with doing an in the movie decided to go with alternate timeline and bring back 89 Batman as he's referred to when you talk about it, when you, if you think 89 Batman, you immediately think Michael Keaton. Yep, yep. That's when the first Batman movie came out. Uh, so Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I guess, reached out to Keaton and said, you took my you took my spot or basically you took my part. Yeah. <laughs> like, Maybe get my bat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay <laughs> that's okay michael keaton will pick up his bat too and be like yeah. let's, get nuts. let's get nuts <laughs> two batman one the literal bat one who dresses yes. as a bat. yep uh, crossover you didn't think you need it but i'd like right? to see that <laughs> oh my god where are the deleted scenes on that yeah <laughs> so uh so basically the 
he needs Thomas Wayne to help him get his powers back. So the genius idea Barry Allen has is to basically reenact the lightning strike and chemicals getting doused on him. And so he basically sits in something that looks like an electric chair. And then, uh, you know, whenever the kind of like a Frankenstein moment, the, you know, the lightning hits mm-hmm. chemicals, you know, the glass breaks, the chemicals spill on him. He gets electrocuted. It doesn't work the first time. So they make him get electrocuted the second time, you know, basically tell him to do it again. Yep. And then boom, that works. He gets his powers back. And now he has to fight zoom to try and get his, to basically go back in zoom, then kind of helps reveal because he starts getting his flash starts getting his memory back as to how all this happened. Yeah. Is that he tried to go back and save his mom from being, being murdered and, in doing so, that's what screwed up this entire timeline. Yeah. So anybody that watches the Flash TV show knows that by the end of, I think, either season one or season two, one of the bigger memes, you know, one of the memes that went around was how's, you know, here we go. Barry Allen's fucking up the timeline again or <laughs> effing up the timeline. Whichever yeah. time. So, of course, you know, <laughs> with the movie, that's all I'm like, oh, I'm about to go see how Barry's going to go F up the timeline again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's essentially the gist of the comics, you know, he has to go back and, you know, fight zoom and kind of get everything squared away. And then in doing so, when he comes back, of course, he thinks he has it fixed, but still not everything. A couple of minor things are kind of off and that comic book is actually what launched DC into their new, uh, kind of restart. Cause every, about every five years, comics are going to go through this shift and they're going to, because their goal is to kind of start over, not really start from scratch, but just start kind of different storylines and everything to try and bring in a next generation of audience. Cause every, you know, cause kids age up, you know, every year. So obviously they age up every year, but you have new readers. So they're trying to appeal to new readers. So they kind of do like a, not a reboot, but they just kind of do a reset, I guess you could say. Just, like I a retcon like or something? Yeah. And so when, after Flashpoint, that helped launch DC into the new 52, and which is some of the best stories I've read in you know past 20-something years of reading comics, you know, going back and reading comics again. And so the new 52 started off, you know, even the new Flash stuff was – with uh, Francis Manipal, that stuff is great. Uh, Greenlander stuff's not bad. Um, Batman stories were good. Mm-hmm. Nightwing was excellent. So all like all this stuff was just awesome. And so they do that kind of major big storyline, like Blackest Night. If they ever did a live action Blackest Night, oh my god, it would be the best thing in the world. Just other than zombie superheroes, but. Yep. Uh, just the whole story with black hand and all that stuff. And then of course you get the entire spectrum of the, of the green laners and the villains and all that, which is anyways, beside the point. So with this movie, trying to tie it back in the only thing that they're very, very, I'm just going to tell you, if you love that story, the flashpoint story, like I do, I'm not going to say you're going to be disappointed. I'm just going to say that you're only going to see a few elements from that story in this movie. Yeah. Cause I don't want to, I'm not trying to ruin the movie and tell what, tell people what parts are actually in it. 
because I want you to go experience it. Just know this movie is still fun. Like this movie is fun. The special effects, whatever you may read, the special effects are not bad. There are, and this is not spoiling everything because anybody that knows anything about, if, if you know even the, the smallest bit about the Flash, when he runs really fast, he gets in this thing called the Speed Force, which allows him to just run really fast and then F up the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> While he's in the Speed Force sphere, we'll say, which is a movie thing, not something that's in the comics or in the animated stuff. But it's how he's able to see timelines and uh, timelines of different worlds and everything. The special while he's in that sphere, the special effects there was the best way to word that, Patrick. Other than not, other than not great. Um, honestly, I don't know how to. <laughs> it, it, right, it, seems, it's, it's it just it seems, seems off. It, it seems like, like PS2 era. <laughs> yeah, it's not completed. Yeah, like it's yeah, like, it's like, kind of like when not rendered or kind of like when when Marvel released unreleased footage of the Hulk, and it just seemed like unfinished. Graphic, right. you know, generate images. Yeah. So that's what it felt like. It was just they just said, you know, we're just gonna leave it like this. We're not even gonna like polish the, it. No polish on it. Yeah. It was just Yeah, it just it looked off. Like yeah. I just and that was the only time I ever got taken down the movie is whenever they would which is sad because the few times they went through went there, I was like I was like like I literally went, Ooh, this is this is this is rough. Yeah, because it just seemed like there was concept concept art that they said that's just supposed to be for Maybe just testing things out to see yeah. how it would work. Like, no, nah, let's put this in the scene. We'll just use that. <laughs> yeah, because they actually tried people. to do that stop. Mo- not like you know when they do like the Matrix stuff and they kind of slow things down to do that 360 thing, mm-hmm. and then things kind of stop. The the graphics for the Matrix were actually better than this one. But I don't know if this like if I don't know what they were using as far as like camera or camera work and like mo- uh body motion capture mocap mm-hmm. what kind of stuff they were using for that because there were some parts i was just like oof this is really looking rough and this is kind of like almost cringy kind of rough uh yeah, it's very distressing as, as york as york would say like when because uh since york is not here i haven't been able to take him but i i, I guarantee that's going to probably be his review of it and i'm not going to say a word to him about it because i want to yeah. get his genuine yeah. thoughts on that particular uh because I'd see him laughing. Oh, what is going on here? And yes, especially that one scene during the beginning. Yes, when he's yes doing cleanup work, and right. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I, I just to, to to make it make sense for me, I just said maybe it's intentional. They just did it that yeah. way purposely, especially right. stuff toward the end. I knew that was intentional. I knew that yeah. that they intended things to look like that, so they probably. Yep. Use that and said, well, we can do this in the beginning of the movie too. Be all right. <laughs> but no, no, just use real people for this. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you got them. You have them. Right. Exactly. And, but otherwise, I felt like the special effects was actually really well done. The fight scenes were well choreographed. Yeah. Well shot. Like, I, I don't have, like, even the stuff with Batman and the Batplane, and which we know happens because it's in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, the fight with Supergirl and the, even the, the flashes yeah, like the stuff, stuff the between trailer. the two. Yeah. The, yeah. There's too much in the trailer, which too is much. why I hate it. Yeah. Which is why I wish they would just quit doing that. Um, but 
but even the two as you know even the two barry allens yeah those were done fairly seen ones like you're not like oh wow that's because yeah, you, you know one is a younger looking yeah. barry allen because you could tell by the face it's not as it's clean and then yeah the current barry allen is kind of rough around the edges <laughs> yeah yeah and so what i did like so as far as like Barry Allen's kind of neuroses and stuff. There are scenes in this movie where that is actually, that actually works mm-hmm. like comedically actually yeah. works. Like it's actually well, I was like, Oh, okay. So this actually fits for this tonally. It doesn't for the rest of the film, but certain scenes it, for comic relief and stuff, it's actually done well. Yeah. It's just not, I don't feel like it's in the right movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I feel like there's two different tones for this film. Just like there's two different Barry Allens. Maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if it's meant to be done on purpose, but I, yeah. Because this is, I mean, big surprise, it's a DC movie. For as bright and as much stuff takes place during the day, the, you know, tonally, it's still kind of dark. I yeah. Mean, it's story. Uh, but, you know, he, Barry goes, you know, he talks about, you know, he accidentally, while he was fixing things, found it, you know, that he could run, you know, like he could, you know, he can go back in time essentially and fix things. Yeah. And, you know, has this conversation again, this is in the trailer with, uh, with Bruce Wayne about it. And it's like, cause he, he really values Bruce's friendship and his, his advice is, mm-hmm. is a wise old Batman. <laughs> Rough Batman that is. Um, so he tries, but then at the same time, while talking with Iris on their first kind of not date date is meeting. He's, I don't know. Just, he's saying a lot of stuff. I'm like, yeah, you don't, should you be saying this? If you're, you're saying right. all this, you might as well just let her know what's yeah. going on. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just, just, let, just tell her who you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and I feel like, I feel like Barry already screwed up the timeline at least once trying to fix things because he has a different dad in this yeah. film. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that because like even during the trailers, I'm like, or no, they didn't show him in the trailer. Just, the first time we saw him was in the movie, right? No, no, they did in the flashback. No, they didn't show him. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, it's not the same dad from. Yeah. Like, Billy right. Crudup turned into, it's like, I don't remember Billy Crudup being in, being in an office space, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, also starring Diedrich Vader. Hey, yo, look at that. <laughs> Boom. Oh yeah. There we go. Like uh, prison's hard on you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was like, dang, man. Uh, oh, you really did go soft. No, <laughs> it went from almost famous to, to not even in it. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, it's a good it, – uh, no, Ron Leviston was, was fine in this film. Um, interesting that I guess uh, maybe Billy Crudup would, was like, you know what? Scheduling's not going to work. I'm on the morning show now, so I'm just going to kind of ride that one out. It's more suited for me anyways. Possible. Also, this movie's taking too damn long. <laughs> um. So, but yeah. Uh, Barry's like, I'm gonna go back and, you know, basically fix. You know, I'm gonna go fix this canon event. I guess we could say, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, we'll borrow from our Spider Verse friends and. Yes. Uh, He's going to try and fix his canon event so it doesn't happen. And in doing so, when he runs back, 
there there's now no superheroes. There's there was a Batman, no longer a Batman. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been a Batman for years. There's no such thing as the Flash. He yeah. does not have his powers. Nope. No Superman. Nope. And he does go back in time. Like he like he doesn't return to his time like to the current time that he was that he had left from. He's yeah. And that's why we get two Barry Allen's. Was it four we'll years? Say, we'll just say something happens where he gets knocked out of his. Yes. Travel. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. what happened. So yeah. and that's how he doesn't return. And he winds up four years. I think it's four years earlier. Something like that. Cause something like that. Yeah. I got questions. I don't know if con- it'll be spoiler. Yep, have, con- have, nope. We'll just go with continuity yeah. of this. Yeah, it is. It's kind of like the whole Fox X-Men universe. <laughs> everything's just like yeah well dc's been crap on continuity anyways let's let's not again let's true. not get into, that's true let's that's not true. get in let's let's not get into what came first aquaman or aquaman and justice league true legit had a conversation with a couple of our co-workers about this the other day i said they <laughs> just have to go with it You'll, your brain will hurt trying to figure out and kind of justify which came first yeah, sometimes there. Sometimes it's not the chicken or the egg. It's just, it's just, it is. It just is. Yep. it just, just is. is. And you just go with it, man. Yep. <laughs> Your head's gonna hurt. It is. Um, I, I, mine hurt a few times watching. I'm like, yeah, I don't. After watching, I had things going. You know, had thoughts and ideas of what was happening, and I'm like, yeah. let me stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> so they. Uh, yeah, so Flash, so Flash is now like, oh crap, and then he goes back home, and yeah, of course his mom's there, mm-hmm. and so is his dad. So they're like having breakfast and all this stuff, and then he, while eating, turns, you know, he happens to look out the window and sees the other Barry and all that. Yeah. So then they have that conversation and everything, and uh, sorry, the Barrys have their conversation, and parents don't know about it. He also want. Uh, Flash will not tell Barry. We'll just go with that way. Flash yeah. will not tell Barry why he tried to go back. <laughs> right. Because obviously he doesn't want him, you know. know and they try and bring up. So, of course, you know, talk about, you know, like in Back to the Future. He goes, oh, yeah, with Eric Stoltz. See, I like that. He just didn't screw it up for him. He screwed, screwed everything. everything up. A lot of movies, actually. Yes, Even actually, Top Gun. Yes. <laughs> Even Top Gun. I was like, with man. Kev- with Kevin Bacon? Like, oh. Oh, my God. Yeah, this 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 um rabbit hole is very very messed up. <laughs> yep. So yeah, so that's so yeah, so they he's like, I know who will have the answers, and he goes find Bruce Wayne, and yeah, does not find the Bruce Wayne he thinks he's going to find. And then we find we come to find out <clears throat> here comes Zod for his invasion, trying mm-hmm. to find the Kryptonian. Yep. So again, not the Kryptonian. That they were expecting, and then that whole rescue scene there was ama- was really good. Like yeah. that is some of the best. There was a couple of times. I mean, maybe it's just because it was Keaton Batman, so I was all hyped for a Keaton Batman fight. And <clears throat> was, but I thought the choreography for that was just amazing. Yeah, I agree. I wanted again <laughs> wanted more of that and less of some other stuff. And because it wasn't like CGI fighting, it was just no practical good old fashioned. You know, practical choreography. Yep. You know, fight choreography, and it was exceptionally done. Like, there's so many 
cool elements to this movie. The story's the story, but it would have been a little bit, it could be a little bit stronger. Yeah. But this movie could also be 30 minutes shorter. <laughs> True. I think at, at least 20, 20 to 20 to 30 minutes shorter. I feel like sometimes they try and draw movies out to kind of help justify why you're paying $15 now to go to the movies. I mean, you can give it a longer runtime, but we just want a good movie. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's right. a 90 minute movie, two hour movie, even if it's a three hour movie, as long as it's good and it doesn't feel like it while we're watching it. <laughs> well, and the reason why I say that is because it's a superhero movie in which yeah. a lot of kids are going to go to. And especially if you're taking a nine year old to go see said superhero movie that they want said they wanted to go see. Mm hmm. Uh, you have to have a yeah. You have to make it a reasonable runtime. Yeah, because otherwise it's going to be a lot of what time? What time does this movie get out? Like I'm going to know. Like I work in the movie theater. I don't know. Is this almost over? I don't know. It's my first time seeing it too. Mm-hmm. And I got that <clears throat> at least half a dozen times, and which lets me know that movie's a little long. Yeah. Our theater, I don't and I don't know if this has happened with anybody else. Our theater was extremely loud. We sit in the same place every single time we go to the movies. Mm-hmm. Front row at the stadium scene, so we can put our feet up on the bar if we need to. Yeah. <laughs> um so it's not as if like we're sitting somewhere new that would be louder than some other areas. Our particular theater was just very loud. Like I had to go back out to the car grab Grayson's headphones so she could wear them to kind of help muffle it a little bit. And I had to get in Ruth went with us as well. And Mm -hmm. I had to go get her AirPods because it was too loud for her too. And I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. It was loud. Like we went and saw, when we went and saw elemental and 3d 40 X just fine. The stupid regal commercial become a cast member. Now, Harry, you know, that's like watching, like watching something on on Hulu, like a TV show on Hulu, and then the commercials come on and they're twice as loud. Yeah, or you try to fall asleep and that happens. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. TV on and it's like, like mother of God, we. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, but ours ours was particularly loud. I don't know if they were trying to make up for Spider Verse or what. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, because I, cause I yeah. watch I watched this in IMAX just like I did yeah. Spider Verse, but yeah, the sound was clearer, louder, and um. This comparing it to Cross the Spider Verse, it was a lot. I could hear everything clearer. So, um, but it wasn't like so loud where I was just like, "Oh my god!" It wasn't like that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I thought I was like, "This is like IMAX volume kind of loud." Yeah, they switched. Just, they switched some kind of setting. <laughs> I don't know, but and we saw it at uh, Providence. So I don't even know. Yeah. But anyway, so that that was and I kept having to, I felt bad because I kept having to apologize. I was like, I'm so sorry, this is so loud. I'm so sorry. Like I had to, in, like I had any kind of control over it. Right. But I still it still didn't make it still made me feel bad because Ruth doesn't go to the movies very often, mainly because of something like that because of sensory stuff and just it's always so damn loud for her and it's just it gets to be a bit much. Yeah. And I'm like, this of course is usually the rare times when Ruth comes to the movies with us and. There's a problem. It's very seldom where we go to the movies and there's just not something. But it just is what it is. Um, Now, again, I don't think it's a horrible movie. I think it is fun. I think you'll I think there are a lot of things to like about it. You know, it's my favorite DC. No, of course not. 
I wouldn't. There are a lot of really cool things at the ending or towards the end of the film. Uh, there's a crap ton of fan service in this yeah. film. I think they leaned on that a lot. They might have leaned on it a bit too, too much. much. Yep. Which, you know, they kind so, of had their reasons for that. <laughs> Thinking, yes. well, because right. of this. As, because this of Ezra's off, off, because of Ezra Miller's off-screen problems. Yeah. yeah, I think they did so just kind of kind of compensate for that. Like, yeah. if if they don't come here for this, yeah. maybe word of mouth will get some people back in just for right. this. Yeah. yeah. So currently, uh, I think 73% of Rotten Tomato critic score, 90%, I think, audience score, which... I think the critic score dropped to 66. <laughs> okay, probably. Last I, last I checked. Okay. So, and, but you I'll, know, I've seen, I've, I've even seen some arguments, you know, on, on Twitter as far as why that is. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, it's because Ezra Miller's, you know, off screen um, scandals and stuff. And that's why I'm like, well, you know, I get people not wanting to go see it for that, but and then some people are like, "Well, they're, it's superhero fatigue." I'm like, again, like you like you mentioned, if it's a good story, it's a good story. Yeah. And if it's something people have been looking forward to, then yeah. Because I mean, Guardians Volume Three and Across the Spider Verse shows it's not fatigue. It's just well, even <laughs> yeah, well, even Across the Spider Verse is a different. If you make a compelling film in which you know that is different. Like yeah. small budget, basically they were making a, this one thread I was reading was basically someone making a, a, uh, was trying to make a point that maybe how, you know, the big studio should focus on smaller budgeted movies instead mm-hmm. of inflated, uh, budget movies like this one. I think this one was 250 million to make. I mean, they could have, yeah. they, they could have done it less. They didn't have to. <clears throat> A lot of stuff they did, they didn't have yep. to do. <laughs> yep, they could have. A lot of that stuff they could have literally done practical. Yeah, or utilized different effects. You know, um, or, or left tech, certain things out. And, <laughs> yep, or left a lot of things out actually. Um, but it is what it is. But you know, but like we talked about the blackening, small budget movie, hilarious, mm-hmm. very well done, very well shot. Across the Spider Verse actually was fairly cheap. Like forty million, maybe a little bit more than that now. Considering it took but four years under, to complete. <laughs> yep, under under well, and under a hundred million. Yeah, it was made under a hundred million dollars. It's amazing, <laughs> and it's already made that back easily. So, yep, and that's why they're gonna make one more. <laughs> yep, sorry, made. It's just gonna get released later. Yeah, um, but yeah, we don't we don't need big inflated, but we just need a good story. That's it. Well executed, and that's it. And again, I don't dislike this movie. I was still entertained. I will still probably watch it again. But I'm again, I'm not watching it for this flash because I don't like what they. Because I've not. I get what he tried to do, like what Ezra Miller as an actor was trying to do with this flash. It's just, I just don't think a lot of other people have been enjoying that. I have not heard. Let's put it this way. Any discussion I've had with people that enjoy comics or even just people that enjoy movies, I've not heard one person say, I really like his Flash or I really like him as the Flash. It's always like he seems distracting. This seems kind of a more of a character caricature of a of a person playing a superhero. Okay. I mean, I didn't mind it. The thing I wish they had to fix is his run. 
Like when he first takes yes. off the run, I was like, right. for a split second, it seemed like they got it right. But then his he's still doing the arm flailing about. Like yeah. that's distracting. Like he's tossing, like he's tossing t- lightning bolts almost. Yeah. So it it seems like it's almost like a speed, like he's like a speed skater. I guess because I'm, I'm you know what I mean. That have you kind of how like they how they I would say run because they're on ice skates, but yeah. Yeah. it just seemed like it was slowing down doing all that, but. Yeah, I guess whatever works. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, again, I, I did enjoy the movie overall. Um, it does kind of suck that Ezra Miller's problems outside of this are going to affect this movie. You know, right. just, there's no denying that. Cause I feel like he did okay. I mean, it might not be everybody's favorite Flash, but um, yeah. it's still too quirky, too, yeah. you know, still a little over the top in some mar- some areas, but. One interesting thing in this is when he meets his past self, mm-hmm. he's kind of seeing how annoying he is. He's like, right. oh my God, this is how I am. So he's trying to keep him so. in check, but he's not able to because he's young. He's yes. got these powers and yeah. he's going to do whatever. So he's kind of, I guess, self-reflection in a way. Right. So, he grows up. He grows yeah. up. That's what happens. Yeah, he he see, grows he up. Sees, he sees now he's having to be the adult. Yeah. yeah. So I was like... <laughs> I like I like that aspect because he's 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 forced to see himself as everybody else sees him that he's not aware of. And I was like, oh shit! <laughs> All right, let me let me there's, chill. There's a part where he says, "Will you just shut up for a minute?" Yeah. And then <laughs> and I look over at Ruth. She starts laughing because she knows exactly what I'm about to say. I go, "I said, I said, not a fucking word." Left. <laughs> <laughs> she started laughing because she knows that's exactly what would happen if I met a younger version of me, even just even a, like a last week version of me. <laughs> Damn. Shut up for one minute. Yeah, no, that's all right. She already knows. That's what I was thinking. And that's exactly what I was. That's not a. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, but it, but I, I, I walked out. I wasn't disappointed. Either. Um, considering what's come out since they re-released justice league. This is, the better, you know, it's, it's yeah. better than what's been coming out lately. Um, again, it just sucks that all this stuff going on outside yeah. is, you know, I don't know. I mean, I like well, so. Well, I, and two, yeah. if you if you think about it too, you know, with James Gunn announcing that we, be, you know, that basically all this, all these, basically this movie, Aquaman two, none of that shit's gonna matter. Yeah, yeah, yep. So, so you, like, so you got that, that going. I against think that's too. part of it. You know, that's part of it. It's like, well, why am I going to go? See? It's not even going to matter, right? Because it's still a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if you knew, because publishers, you know, because DC and Marvel both, when they decide they're going to retcon something, you know, just start back over. Mm-hmm. People are still buying the comics because <laughs> yeah. they want to finish the arc. They want so to me- finish the story before that happens. Right. I don't understand why people wouldn't want it. To do the exact same thing with this, but that's yeah. that's me. I mean, and I just kind of chop it up like everything that's come before this is just Elseworld type events. It still right. happens. It's just it's just not, another it's, yeah it's another universe Earth whatever, whatever. Earth yeah Earth name Earth number whatever because that's yeah. how DC does it. It's basically you know because both DC and Marvel both do multiverses. Uh, mm-hmm. You know they'll just like I mean if you watch the latest. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, and they have all the different, you know, Spider-Man from, you know, Earth 19999 or whatever. Yeah. 
so who there's knows? 52 there's 52 earths in dc and so there's you know this just another one and so in august when blue beetle comes out according to james gunn that is the first movie in the new james gunn okay dc dcu so yeah DCMU, whatever. considering how they have all these crossovers and yeah. um multiverse things James good might get yeah. the idea like i'm gonna do a movie and i will bring these people back <laughs> Yep. I'm not. He's not gonna tell everything. Yeah. Of course, no. not gonna, and no. we're not gonna. It's not gonna be right away, but it'll be. You know. Yeah. You know. Well, even like uh, Michael Shannon didn't want to come back to play Zod. Like he was very apprehensive about doing that. Yeah. He, especially he, since. Didn't he call? Just because call, uh, check with Zack Snyder, like, hey, how you feel about this? Yeah. <laughs> it, pretty much, he he's like, uh, yeah, I don't know about. <laughs> I want to come back and do this. Because let me you check know, with my not, guy. And Zack Snyder, my guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, no, man, just. It'd be good. Just go do it. Yeah. Be sure. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. but he, he. Yeah, he even there. said like you know I was it was he said it was the easiest thing because he wasn't there long. He just did his little bit. Yeah. And then and dip. So boom boom. Couple of days, call it a day. Yeah. yeah. Got my money in the app. <laughs> yep. Deuces. Yeah, because um yeah the interview where he was talking about that I was like I like how he approached it. No, he yes. wasn't just like whatever, but he 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 thought about it. It's like. Yeah, I really want to come oh, back because yeah. this is like what right. the third time he's been in this. They yeah. brought him back or whatever. And like, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, it works. Yep. It worked out. And then we got this, you know, for this version of the world, we see how things happen differently and what happened to certain people. Like, oh, okay, that's right. kind of dark. <laughs> that's a little dark. It is. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So there's things in here that, you know, if you piece all the good stuff out of, you're like, all right, there's, there's enough. Where even if there's, there's things enough, you didn't yeah. like, you know, you can overlook the things you overlook didn't like. It. Yeah. And then just focus on the good. Yep. All right. Well, that wraps that up. Um, coming out this week, we have Asteroid City, which I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or as Grayson calls it, the weird movie. <laughs> I kind of feel like that's the mystery movie for today. <laughs> I, th- I think I, I feel like it is. I'm, I'm kind of wondering, too, to be honest. For Regal, they do mystery movies on Mondays at yeah. seven. I, matched, I think it's at seven. Today is five. So oh, I, five. I, I matched up some run times because I, yeah. I was like, okay, this is 145. And I was going through the list and Astro yeah. City is 145. So I'm like, oh, must be, this must be, must be that one. But, yep. it, you know, they could just be fudging the, the times just to throw people off. Right. That's true. So I'm debating uh, if I want to do that. <laughs> Okay. And then speaking of car, speaking of comedies, uh, Jennifer Lawrence's comedy No Hard Feelings also comes out this week. I still got issues with that. <laughs> There's yeah, same, same. Well, I go see it probably. Yeah, but I still got problems with it because you can't yep. you if you do a swap gender swap, that movie's not getting made. Percent. <laughs> yep. Because uh, we don't know how old Jennifer Lawrence's character is. Yeah, you know, she's been. Getting a, getting paid to date a nineteen year old. Yeah. If you make the nineteen year old a female and the male older, <laughs> that's not going to work. Then the same. they would be a Hollywood. Then they would be a Hollywood couple. <laughs> true. <laughs> that is true. I mean, I'm just saying. You know, it would be Leo DiCaprio as the male, and then any one of his number of girlfriends. There you go. See, that's Facts. how the movie's made. It's a bi- It's called Facts. a biopic. It's called Facts. a biopic. Self-aware. <laughs> yep. They don't want to be self-aware, so like, nah. It'll we'll be, just... <laughs> no, no, it'll be it'll be directed by Scorsese. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> uh, I'm 
trying not to put that in the universe. Um, also, Past Lies is uh, also coming out, and God is a Bullet. Those are our four. Two will probably be a wider release than the the top two will be a wider release than the bottom two. <laughs> there we go. Yep. <sighs> Goodness. All right, everybody. Um, let us know what you think on the Facebook group page. And yeah, hope everyone has a good June 10th and a great week. It's a great week for movies. It's a great month for movies, really. Mm-hmm. And next month is not going to be any worse. That's for sure. Right. So just uh, we're just in the middle of all this. See, this movie this summer is already better than last summer. As far as movies, we just didn't have Next. much last summer. No, it's because all of them got pushed to this year. <laughs> so, and just trying our best to watch everything we can. <laughs> yep, and in, indeed. So, all right, everybody, thank you for listening. We will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.